I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Stumps, Umps and Beer Pumps, a podcast for you, the players, supporters and the hard-working volunteers that make a glorious game from the lowest to the highest levels in the UK and beyond. We at Stumps, Umps and Beer Pumps have now teamed up with Derbyshire County Cricket Club to promote cricket at all levels across the county and wider regions. I'm Rick, I'm here with Ian, Richard and Neil as we take you on a journey around our home here at Winsor Cricket Club in Burn-on-Trent. On this podcast, we'll keep you updated on all the goings-on here at Winsor Cricket Club, and we will also be answering all your questions and inviting you, the listener, to send in all your stories from around the cricketing world. We will, of course, have a special guest coming with their view from Cow Corner with all their stories, ideals and anecdotes. So, let's get started and bring you up to date with the goings-on at Winsor Cricket Club, the little club with a big personality. Welcome to another episode of Stumps, Umps and Beer Pumps. On this episode we've got the Premier Pod 2, which is Tom Hill of Dunstall, Darren Smith of Ralston and Mitch Bradley of Denby. That's the cow corner, but before we do that, we're no Marsa today, so we're welcoming for a second time. Mr Steve Watto Watson. Steve? Evening, yeah, very good, thank you. Thanks for having me again. Not a problem, and also with me is our very own Mr Neil. Yeah, I'm here, I'm here. As, as always. Um, we had to get Watto in because it was uh, Marsa's birthday in the week, did you know? No. Yeah, I think he was mid-50s, late-50s, early-60s. So I think he's going to have to puff, blow his candles out, I think. So he's got, he's got no puff to carry on with the pod. <laughs> he's to have a week off lying down. So one week to go before the season. Watto's got his phone on. You're supposed to turn that off and put yeah. it on sorry. silent. You're not being invited again, Steve. Sorry. Not sorry, coming sorry, back sorry. again. Not coming back again, that's it. Schoolboy error. Apologies for that. So we've got a week to go before the season. We were supposed to have had a pre-season friendly, weren't we? Yeah, we should have been away at Elverston. But the uh, weather... Got in the way, as it generally does in, in England cricket season. Yeah, it does. But what I want to ask about in other clubs, it's like 
what is the worst for this? One of the worst is the WhatsApp whittler on the group, like about the weather. There's always <laughs> right. someone that breaks rank, and it's usually you, Watto. I must admit, I did come close a couple of times. I'd, I'd had, I had the message all typed out, ready. I think I you got to about back. Thursday. Is it, is it off? Well, it's Thursday. We can just carry on. To be honest, I, I typed it out, and then in the back of my head, I could hear Neil going, "You're a nuisance." Yeah, well, <laughs> did you just panic then about it, or I don't know. What, I just, I just it? like, I don't know. I just like the chat. To be honest, <laughs> there's someone always breaks rank. Someone waits for like it, uh, the first one to go, and it's like an avalanche. And all yeah. like a, someone always posts the, the picture of like Eddie. Well, it's not necessarily Eddie, like the picture rare. of the, the weekly forecast. So you can see, like, from Monday to Friday, that's the, that's the weather. Oh, I see, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then someone always puts a picture of a puddle, because I've never seen one of them before in my whole life. <laughs> you can just look at, do you know what I mean? And then someone puts outside their window, it's dry here. It's just a, it's just a nightmare for, like, hours and end, isn't it? <laughs> it does go on for it, yeah. The old, has anyone got any jumpers? Spare jumpers yeah. goes about as well. I was thinking about weatherman. Can you call them weathermen now? Weather, weather persons. Weather them. They're like weather there. Or just weather. Weather. Just just plain and simple weather. Yeah. <laughs> Don't upset no one, so they're no. just the weather. They're just the weather. That said, shall we go over to Cow Corner and listen yeah. to uh, the, the Premier Pod? Let's get on it. Let's get on it. Right, so welcome to our pre-season dive into Cow Corner with me in Livo and Richard Master. How are we doing, Mars? I'm really good tonight, Ian. Thank you. It doesn't seem two minutes, mate, does it, since we... Recorded a pre-season last year for Division Three. Um, That's right. Yeah, year, with our we're... friends George uh, Selby and Armishaw. Exactly. And we're going to take Clark, it up yeah. a notch this year, though. We're not going to go down to the lowly depths of Div Three, and we're going to preview the ECB Premier Division of the Derbyshire County Cricket League. So, joining myself and Mars today are wicketkeeper and captain of Denby Cricket Club, Mitch Bradley. How are we, Mitch? Hi, guys. You're all right. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to see you, sir. Also with us is Dunstall Cricket Club Bowler and a really big supporter of our pod, Tom Hill. How are you, Tom? How are we doing? Thanks, Andy. Yeah, pleasure, mate. Great to see you. And finally, representing the overseas contingent, and he is actually overseas at the moment, um, is Ralston Cricket Club's all-rounder, Darren Smith. How are we, Darren? Yeah, brilliant. Thanks, guys. Uh, it's great to finally be invited to join you on the pod. Oh, sure. Did you hear the word finally there, Marsh? Yeah, I did hear that, yeah. yeah. yeah we'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to think about that one then, obviously. <laughs> so. Okay. Over to you, Marsh. Yeah, thanks for joining us, guys. And it's great to, to see and hear you all. Um, we're just going to have a quick introduction. And we'll start with you, Mitch, if that's okay. Uh, just give us a bit of a background of your cricketing life, where it all started, who were your mentors, who influenced you in your early cricketing days. So uh, I started off playing cricket around about the age of uh, nine. I was quite sort of a po- I was more of a footballer when I was young. I was quite opposed to actually going and playing quick cricket, and I thought I would never be that person where I would go and play cricket because historically my family was never a massive cricket family. Um, so I actually started off at, at Bradsall Cricket Club. Mm, um, right, yeah, yeah. So I, I lived in Oakwood growing up. So. Bradsall was my local side and I stayed there through the age groups. Um, I think I played my first senior game for the, the, I think they only had two teams at the start of the second team when I was about 11 or 12. Uh, Stayed there till I was, actually till I was about 19, I think, maybe 18, 19. Um, And probably got to a stage where I thought I I need to try and test myself a bit of a higher standard. Although I was reluctant to move because obviously as a a boy or club growing up was place that I loved um played with all my friends and stuff so I, I was reluctant to move but 
probably moved a couple of years too late, if I'm honest with you, looking back now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, then moved on to uh, Elberston Cricket Club. Didn't know anyone there. Um, they were in Div 1 at the time. So I decided that would be a, a decent step for trying to make it uh, in sort of the Premier League level. Mm. Um, and I was at Elberston for five years, um, three of those as captain the last three years, and then moved on, moved a bit more locally to Denby. And this will be my fourth season at mm. Denby. Started off in the COVID year, which was a bit of a strange one. Very, very strange. Um, so yeah, adapt, trying to adapt to a new club it, that year was wasn't the easiest. But yeah, my, this will be my second year as captain. So I took I took over as captain two years in, uh, and absolutely loving my cricket at Denby. I found um, captaincy. Absolutely love it. Uh, absolutely love it. To be honest, it's it's really easy at Denby. To be honest, because we've got um, a really settled group, and a lot of the guys are all Denby lads. So. They're the first and the second team, especially, are really a really close unit. Availability mm. is really good. So that's good. It's the off-field stuff for me. Obviously, a lot of people, a lot of captains, you'll ask the reason that they don't like being captain is because a lot of the off-field stuff is takes over too much time. Mm. For me, I'm quite lucky, really, that I get to pick the, pretty much the same team every week. I've got ten or eleven guys that I know that are going to be available 20, 21, 22 games of the year, and that team has sort of developed together over the last few years. Mitch, you do realise that every second team, third team and fourth team captain who's now listening to this pod is swearing blindly at you. Uh, yeah, well, uh, whenever whenever I overhear a conversation about being a captain and it being really hard, I'm always like, yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> I don't get it. But I, I've always been really lucky because the, the two times I've been captain, and it was similar at Elveston as well, obviously being first team captain. It was, yeah. I've always kind of got the pick of everyone really and everyone's sort of been of that mindset where they agreed with the first team picks the best team so mm. I've been quite lucky really but the actual on the field stuff I absolutely love so that's just comes naturally with it and being captain at Elberston I think the first couple of years that I had at Denby I was being a keeper as well and you're obviously so much in the game yeah doing that as captain I was finding myself wanting to set fields anyway so um when Dan Burgoyne stood down and sort of asked me to take over it was a it was a no-brainer really we'll come back to our last season when with you shortly Tom um I apologize if, if I have a few cats running across my laptop screen at some point don't you worry about oh, that worse mate about if, it, yeah. if you have a cat come across I'll be emailing Toby Tarrant because if anyone listens to the podcast that they do there's a cat <laughs> turns up oh, yeah. called Ethel constantly <laughs> um could you just give us a bit of your background at Dunstall you've been there quite a while have you now um I actually I've only been back at the club for two full seasons. Um, back at the I, club, yeah. So I left for a short period when I um, I went away to Australia for a, a couple of years, played a bit of cricket over there, and then came mm. back with about four broken fingers and just sacked off playing cricket for a couple of years. Uh-huh. Um, so then I, I ended up going to to Lewington for a few years around mm. 2015, something like that. Um, had a good time there. Yeah, really nice place to play cricket, but always had the plan to move back to Dunstall when I uh, was taking it a bit more seriously again. Um, yeah, came Wait, back. Was that when Dunstall took you a bit more seriously? Well, maybe, yeah, you might be right there. <laughs> I just know we've got a few Dunstall listeners, so I'll make sure that they hear it. No, no, I have, um, I've always loved playing at Dunstall, to be fair. Um, uh-huh. It's always been my, my team since, since I played my first game up there when I was playing junior cricket at Barton. We went up there. Had a game, realised how nice it was, <laughs> and then I think I'd moved the next season up there to um, to sort of follow Jamie Benster pretty much. Are we going to keep hearing Benster's name tonight? Well, it sounds you like prob- a bit of a cult hero, yeah. Yeah, probably will to be fair, but no, I um, 
Yeah, I, I started out my cricket um, at Rosliston, um, playing Sunday cricket when I was about nine. Right, and I then, remember playing at Rosliston many years ago. Yeah, I, I did nearly drop Strawberry Lane in as my favourite ground, but I don't did you? <laughs> I remember playing there once, and the lad came out to bat, and he got a, a baseball cap on, and it had got seagull crap all over it. And it said, damn seagulls on the front of it. And I thought, mm, this is proper cricket, this is. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you, so, that's where you started junior then, Tom? Uh, I, well, I actually just went straight into playing Sunday Friendly for my family. Ah. Um, so my brother was captain, my dad was playing. So I started playing there. And then I played a year or so at Lullington before I followed my brother to Barton to play junior cricket. Um, I was there for probably five or six years. It was really good, actually. Um, it was a very, very strong junior setup. And then I, um, I ended up going to Dunstall when I was about 16 years old. And then since then, Dunstall's been my club pretty much. I just had a couple of years away um, while I was working majority, the majority of the time. So, yeah. so you put it down to work, bugger enough. It was no one at Dunstall who sent you to Australia. <laughs> no, no, no. I, um, yeah, I was lucky enough playing for Dunstall it got me to Australia pretty much and then when I came back I just wasn't overly interested in cricket I um yeah focused on work and my brother-in-law was um playing at Lullington so I thought I'd go down and play with him and now it's um now it's I've gone back to back to Dunstall and um yeah it's, it's really good we're having a really good time at the minute it's it's sort of yeah. the, the, the second team and the first team have been pretty strong for the last couple of years yeah um and the amount of homegrown players it seems absolutely ridiculous. Out of, out of our first team, we've sort of only got, um, I think, one player, which is Alex Williscroft, who's sort of come from outside the uh, the local area. So um, yeah, it's a great are... great place to be, isn't it? Great place yeah. to be. Let, let, let's move that on though to you know, from local to the complete opposite. The, you don't get much more further away than from Ralston, Darren, than uh, Durban. Um, yeah, you, uh, we'll come to how you ended up at Ralston at some point, I'm sure. But you've been you're back in Durban right now. How did you get started with cricket? It was it just natural thing in the family? Yeah, I think like most like most people, um, you know, I was supporting my dad, following my dad around. Um, he played all the sports that he could, and summer was always spent around the side of the cricket field, um, playing in the nets with you know other children of of dads who were playing with him. <clears throat> that was how my passion for the game really started. Much like um, in England, where you know we've got um, all stars. In South Africa, they had something called Baker's Mini Cricket, which is your okay. sort of introduction to cricket. It's not played with a hard ball; it's played with, you know, a similar sort of softball to to all stars. And um, you know, I think by the time I was of the age that I was allowed to participate in that, I had so much exposure to to sort of proper cricket, having been around my dad and all of his mates, that. I had this opportunity to play and suddenly there were girls playing, um, which I know can be quite controversial saying that now, but think back to sort of 1990, um, you know, playing with girls, bowling underarm and playing with something that wasn't a proper hardball. (laughs) I just said to my dad, you know, what is this? If this is cricket, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be involved in this. Um, But anyway, I had to to bide my time and and as I got a little bit older, um, you know, so I had the opportunity to play up an age group or two and, and play proper cricket as I called it. Um, but that was really how it began for me. And from there, it just went, you know, sort of, it, it went from strength to strength and um, through all the age groups. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to play some representative cricket and, and, and represent Kwazulu Natal. A very, very different setup in South Africa. You know, in, in, Absolutely. In, in, in England, all of your cricket's played through through your club. Um, 
in South Africa, there's very little junior cricket played at clubs. It's all played at schools, whether that's state mm-hmm. school, private mm-hmm. school. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, very, very different. And um, it's been a bit of an adjustment for me now in my role to try and get my head around, um, you know, how different the system is in England. Um, mm. And I think that certainly has its pros. Um, but there's a lot, you know, in the South African system that I think, you know, from an English point of view, we could also learn a lot from moving forward. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've got a reasonable amount of knowledge of the South African system and the way the school system works down there would be the equivalent in the UK of sort of uh, Denston versus Repton um, and having a couple of thousand people watching it. Uh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and, and I do think a lot of that is, is again, it's down to, to the constraints of the climate. In South Africa, you're not restrained to, to, to being indoors for half of the year. Um, you know, so in England, it's, it's it's mostly only your private schools that actually play cricket because they are the ones who have the funds to have the facilities to, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, maintain the boys' preparation throughout the long winter. In South Africa, you don't have those restraints. So, you know, any school, um, it doesn't take a lot to build up or net, you know, and they can train in those right throughout the year. It, it is, it's, it's very, very different. And yeah, it's been, it's been a challenge getting my head around it. Definitely. How did you end up at uh, Ralston then? How did that come about? Yeah, so interesting one. I played I played at Ramsbottom um, in the Lancashire League for the part of five seasons. Um, three of those consecutively from 2014 to 16, coming across as the overseas pro whilst I was still playing for for the Dolphins professionally here in Durban. I mean, it was a fantastic club, and they made my wife and I feel so welcome. And um, you know, when I joined Derbyshire, and it was difficult to play for Ramsbottom while I was still playing professionally for Derbyshire. But when I retired and took over the academy role, the idea of Try and keep myself distant from league cricket. I just saw it as a little bit of a motivation, so as not to blur the lines and um, yeah. you know, sort of, you know what I'm saying. Because we're probably going to discuss about some of the signings we've made, and you mm-hmm. know, we can open ourselves up to you know a little bit of criticism. Um, what happened, however, though, is that you know, traveling every weekend up to up to Ramsbottom, being mm-hmm. away from family, you know, the, the long hours that I was working during the week, it just wasn't sustainable to continue doing it. So as much as I love the club and the Lancashire League. You know, I just I couldn't leave my wife on her own, you know, working hours. I do night time, you know, during the week and then head off and go and play a lot of double headers and actually play a lot of Saturday and Sunday cricket. Mm. Um so the decision was to look to you know, to base myself closer to home, um, you know, where it wouldn't require as much time away from home. The family could come and watch. I've got a an absolutely cricket mad son who who wants to watch, but it just wasn't, you know, easily done travelling up to the Lancashire area. And yeah, I think the I had a chat to a few clubs, you know, Denby included, as, as Mitchell probably knows, and Spondon, Ockbrook, a few others. And yeah, we were when Ralston approached, good enough for him. <laughs> <laughs> I think when, when Ralston approached me, and there was the opportunity to you know receive the same sort of remuneration with a club that had ambitions to get into the Premier League, and there was the opportunity to avoid having to play against my own academy players. Uh, you know, it was quite it was quite lucrative. You know, for me to take that opportunity. You know, obviously we've achieved that now. We've gone into the Premier League. Now the challenge is that I'm going to, you know, potentially be playing against a couple of them. Um, yeah, you, know, you you will literally come against your own academy players, won't you? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It, it is, and it's tough because you know during the week you try and build their confidence up and turn them into great cricketers, and then potentially on the weekend you want to try and, you know, bowl them out or, or hit them out the ground. So um, mm. it, it is tough, but it's the nature of the beast. You know, I'm 39. I still love the game. I don't want to stop just yet. Definitely. I wonder what's going to be the strangest thing this season. Is it going to be going forward? You'll be come against your own academy players, or is it come against Derbyshire 
players who are dropping into the Premier League at the weekend as well. You've got that whole mix, haven't you, going around? Yeah, it, it, it certainly is. And there's a lot of banter going around at the moment. And, uh, you know, the fact that I'm I'm missing the first game of the season through suspension, and uh, it's probably not a bad thing having to miss out playing against Ben Hutchinson and Alex Hughes and uh, Harry Kane, etc., um, against the, the reigning champions. But, yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm quite delighted that Tom Woods moved on to, to the North League, so I don't have to call yeah. at him. You know, I'm sure at some point George Grimshaw will be available for Dunstall and you know, he'll be sending a couple around my ears. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I've, already checked, I've already checked the Denton College dates to, uh, to see if uh, Paul Borrington is going to be available when, yeah. uh, when, uh, <laughs> yeah, when Signal plays and stuff. But, I'm sure you know, he will be. It, it, it is. And it's, it, it's a great challenge. And you know, for me, that's, that's what you want to do as a, as a player. Definitely. The, best. the fact that um, you know, we've managed to, to secure... Um, Harry Moore and Holly Findle is, is, is huge for us as a club, you know, uh, making a step up to the Premier League if we want to remain competitive. Yeah. Uh, it's quite nice to rather play with them and aid their development rather than play against them twice a season. But yeah, I mean, that's just finding the balance of, of the job, unfortunately, yeah. and, and, and that just comes with the territory. That's a, f- that's a few in and outs at, at your club. What, what about you, Mitch? Have you, have you got it coming in and out? We, we are literally going to be exactly the same as last same. year, which is we never really had any intention to 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 change that we we feel like all 11 of us feel like we're good enough to compete and we want to win the league it's as simple as that so we've got our overseas coming back from last year who was um pretty much leading run scorer in the league uh Sri Lankan chap called uh, Shanuka yeah who um, was obviously a great addition to the team won us a decent amount of games last year so to be honest we've got three or four lads that have just got bags and bags of talent and have gained a bit more experience in their early 20s that if we, we get a bit more out of them, we, we're not going to be far off at all. Mm. Our intention last year was to try and win the league. And I think if you probably ask other clubs about what their viewpoints on are on Denby, they, they probably wouldn't have think that we've got that aspiration, but we definitely have. Um, Denby's absolute, an absolutely massive club, if you think about it. Oh, so we've got five yeah, yeah. Saturday teams and the... the Two, two pitches on the ground. We, we could have three if we wanted. It's a massive club. Two, two ladies teams, junior, great junior setup. There's no reason why Denby as a sort of an infrastructure and a, and a, and a club base mm. shouldn't be intending to be beating the likes of San Diego and Swarkston and, mm. and being mentioned in that same breadth. So we're trying our best to sort of change people's opinions. I think before I moved to Denby as well, I was kind of of that opinion that it's quite just Denby yeah. kind of there. Um, but I, yeah. I've I've sort of been playing long enough now um, at, at this level to to know that the guys that we've got are, are far good enough to to be winning and competing in in the top league. So you look at our form last year, and we had an absolute shocking start. We won the first game of the season, and then we lost five games in a row. And obviously before before the season last year, we were thinking, well, we want to be competing we want to go out there thinking that we're winning every game and mm. obviously losing five games in a row you you massively on the back foot and it's like oh yeah, my god yeah. actually it was a bit of yeah. a culture shock it was like are, are we actually any good or not and then from that point the final 16 games we won 12 so wow. and we beat we, so if you if you carry that on throughout the whole year you you are going to be competing in the top yeah it's top about keeping that momentum isn't it you know, yeah consistency success breeds success as I say yeah we, we've got a we've got a settled team. Um, the lads prior to the time where Denby, sort of, a couple of years before I came, um, they went through a big restructure. They lost a lot of players and a lot of sort of well-known players. 
So they had to throw these lads in at the deep end that probably weren't ready. A lot of the lads that are sort of 20, 21 now were playing um, Premier League Div 1 cricket at the time um, at sort of 15, 16, 17, probably weren't ready. And you look at the stats and it shows they weren't ready. But now they've played a lot and they've got that experience um, and they're used to playing together as a group now. And I think we've, we've, we've really got a good chance. It's just about consistency. And yeah. like I said, if a couple of those lads contribute a couple more 100 runs over the year and 10, 15 more wickets, mm. then you've got a team that's more than capable to compete. That's that's our intention anyway. We, we, we think we're good enough to beat everyone. We went on a bit of a bit of a run in the National last year. We beat San Diego in the Prem Cup. We obviously we lost in the final of the Prem Cup, but we beat Cavaliers with their full-strength side in the National Cup. Um, and we had people stand up that day that you probably wouldn't anticipate standing up. So it's just about, same with anyone, it's just about pulling that all together really and, and and doing it consistently and sort of giving the guys license now to say look you're good enough go out and show it and I think that is going to potentially change this year in terms of the whole England set up and their approach I think people are going to be a lot more confident and people are going to sort of back their ability and that's going to suit us because we've got so many lads that are sort of sometimes afraid to play shots but then I see them in the net mm. and it's like well why are yeah, you not doing true, that on yeah. Saturday? Yeah. I don't care who's coming in and running it bowl at you. It's someone's overseas or an experienced pro in the in the league. Take them out of the attack because I've seen you do it before. You're good enough to do it. So, yeah, my, my job really is just to try and give them guys the guidance and the confidence to say, go and do it. And that's why <laughs> we wanted to stay stay as we were, really. I think change things too much. It can, it's sort of hard to get that dynamic. As a, a Div 1 bowler last year, Tom, and now coming up to the Premier League, how do you feel listening to what Mitch is saying there and thinking about the way the competitiveness is going to be across the league? Because it's going to be different. Baz Ball, whether we like it or not, is going to have an impact. There's no two ways about it. Sounds like bo- it's going to go after you. That's what I think. <laughs> I was, yeah, so are you thinking that you're going to have to be bowling differently or, or the club's going to do something differently down at Dunstall? Um, I don't think there's going to be a great deal of change, really. Obviously, the quality is going to be the next next level up, and we're, we're not going to underestimate that. But personally, bowling-wise, I'll just keep throwing down half volleys and hoping people keep missing them. That's all I'm going to be doing. <laughs> um, but no, quality-wise, it is going to be a test going up, but we've mm-hmm. got a club well, the first team is full of players that have all played the standard before. I was going to say you've got a lot of players who've been there before, haven't you? Yeah, and I don't I don't think we've necessarily covered ourselves in glory in the past, but a lot of those players, including myself, were all very young when we played it. Um, and now we're looking at a system where I think I think the last time Dunstall went up, numbers were a huge issue. Whereas this time, I don't think we've got... Well, I, I know for a fact we've got nowhere near those issues. Um, the second team players who are keeping pressure on the first team are quality above... Um, what I, I could ever imagine, really. Um, and then the first team players, there's so many in there that really had sort of bit part roles last year who yeah. we expect to do a bit more, but they didn't need to because I mean, we're, we're blessed with a really, really strong top five with the bat. And then bowling wise, we stuck to a plan all year um, and it worked nine times out of ten, really. So tell me, Tom, and it, it's, it's a question that I I didn't ask on the Premier League uh, episode we did last year, but from your perspective, how do things differ when someone like, and I'm going to use that name, unfortunately, when George Scrimshaw just rocks up for a game at Dunstall, you know, with a, you've got a settled bowling attack, you've got your plans, you know what you, you've been working to, and then he turns up, he's like, yeah, he's in straight away. 
you know, okay, he might not bowl, but he's in the batting order. How, diff- how much does that differ in the club then? Um, realistically, it's not too much of a problem. Obviously, everyone at the club knows George. He's still a local lad, even though he's doing so well. Um, we all see him week to week. I mean, he was helping coach us, uh, coach the kids last week with us. It wouldn't really be an issue. And if he came into the bowling lineup, if if you looked at any fixtures last year, we, we actually swapped it around quite a lot with people like Callum. It's his yeah. first year bowling team. He had a tremendous year with the ball. Mm. He's a team ball. He's brilliant at everything he does. And then there's other bowlers, Alex Willis-Croft. There's obviously George Martin, Taylor Millington. There was, there was loads of us sort of sort of chipping in and doing bits and bobs. And there's a lot of people who ended up around 25, 30 wickets last year. Mm. Um, and it seems to be just that that natural thing where there's always rotation because because of work, things like that. And there's always one or two spots we have to bring one or two people in. And every time we brought someone in, they seem to do a job. So if we if we are blessed by George's presence at any point, presence at any point, then it'll be brilliant for us. For yourself, Darren, obviously you, you've played a you know, let's be honest a, a very much higher level than even the Premier League. But what have you found in terms of Div One and the top end of Div One? Those standards to be like to what you're you've played in the past and where you think it's going to be with the Premier League next year? Yeah, I think only having really the perspective of um, relating it to the Lancashire League, the Lancashire League split about three or four years ago uh, to a top half and a bottom half, and I'd say what I played this past season in Div 1 was probably not far behind the top Div in the Lancashire League. Um, so, yeah, I was, I was quite impressed. You know, there were, there were a few clubs who, um, you know, you'd be disappointed if you, if you want to come away with the results. But the majority of weekends was, was good competitive cricket, which is what you want. Going into this season, Premier League, I don't really know what to expect, really. And, and to be honest, I don't mind that. I don't, don't like going into games and fixtures with this preconception about how strong a team might be or, or, or what to expect. For me, it's about you know, playing what's in front of you on the day and playing each ball, bowling at each better and, and, and what they present you know, of you. Um, I guess as a professional player, and even now as a coach, I'm not too heavily into coming up with structured plans, you know, what you might get on the day. Each to their own. But I think my biggest philosophy about my coaching is developing thinking cricketers and players okay. who are uh, you know, to a situation in front of them. And I think sometimes when you become a little bit too structured in terms of um, you know, what you might be coming up against and what to expect and game plans and game plan A and game plan B, you take away from that natural flow and feeling of the game where um, players adapt to the situation in front of them, the conditions that they're playing in. You know, so for me personally, I, I don't mind the fact that I'm going into this, this new season a little bit blind, not really knowing what to expect. Mm. Yes, obviously there's a hearsay and and, you know, the word on the street and you know, yeah. actually with my, my kind of job being involved in the game, you have an idea of what each sort of club might bring to to the league. But, you know, for me, it's one game at a time and going there and, and enjoy each one. And, you know, I don't think anyone will have any high expectations from, from Ralston for this season. Um, you know, we, we played really good cricket last year. We, we mm-hmm. made a couple of good signings for, for this coming season. But, you know, for me, I don't think anyone's expecting us to be title contenders. And I don't think that's a bad place to be because I think we can go up and uh, you know set a few clubs and you know perhaps challenge for top sort of three or four and uh, mm-hmm. maybe make a few upsets along the way. So you kick off against uh, Swartzman, I think, is the first game of your season. Who are you most looking forward to uh, to getting together with there? I'll be, I'll be quite happy to set up the side of the field with this fast run yeah. and uh, watching Ben Hutchinson bowl at Gareth Marshall because um, that's you know, probably the best place to be actually. Yeah. Absolutely, oh, yeah. you know those are my two. Yeah. Those are my two. 
our two coaches on our pathway and uh, there's a lot of banter going on already. So I'm quite happy to sit on the sideline watching that. Well, the second game of the season, you've got San Diego. <laughs> oh, some good bowlers there as well. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So you couldn't, you know, you, you couldn't have had a, from a club point of view, you couldn't have had a, probably a, a more difficult start, you know, the first top two from last year. Mm-hmm. How do you think that's going to go? Yeah, it doesn't get any easier after that either. It's kind of quick yeah, yeah. open doors and if it's a little bit fixed. But um, no, look, that's why you want to play Premier League cricket. You know, you want challenging yeah. fixtures week in and week out. Um, you know, Dan, Dan Wielden, you know, facing, facing him at San Diego, you know, early doors in April. I think uh, <laughs> that'll be interesting. It, it could, you know, it could result in some interesting chats on Monday morning back at the office. Uh, no, but again, you know, that's that's a challenge you look forward to. And you know, San Diego obviously a good team that challenged for the title for for mm. the last few seasons. And um, you know, again, every every game is an opportunity. Stumps, bumps, and beer what about yourself, Mitch? Who do you look forward to playing? Not look forward to playing against this season? Well, it's a bit of a funny one for us, really. I was just speaking to one of the lads earlier that obviously the the three that went down last year, um, Alfred and Langley Mill and and Mary are pretty much the three most local to Denby. Um, and the three that have come up means that we're doing a lot more travelling this year uh, yeah. from our end in the in the northern section of the county. Um, obviously, Rolleston, uh, Dunstall and Cutthorpe. So, yeah, we probably couldn't get three further away clubs. So, I think it's definitely going to be interesting playing at, at, those, at those grounds again. Have you played at those grounds through. before? Yeah, yeah, I played played at Dunstall quite a lot of times, um, yeah. at Elberston and Rolleston a few times. Um, I think I've only played at Cutfoot once, or, or with Elberston when we were sort of Div 1. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they get on um, and play those guys. But obviously, yeah, like Darren said, you always look to do your best in the games against the, the top sides. And like I said, obviously, we've got aspirations to, to win, so... When you come in, when you're talking about sort of a San Diego away or a Swarkson away, they're, they're the games that you, you, you get a favourable outcome uh, in that and it stands you in good stead. Um, not yeah, that you can be complacent base, yeah. in any... Yeah, yeah not that you, can, that you can be complacent, but we've not really had much trouble sort of getting on the right end of results against those guys at certain times over the last couple of years. We've, we beat Swarkson away a couple of years ago. We've beat San Diego a couple of times down at home, but the, the team that we, um, well, Denby, historically struggle with, um, especially over the last few years, is Oakbrook. Um, so, yeah, we've... I don't know what it is about Oakbrook, but we seem to have very, very close games with them um, where we sort of... 95% should be winning and then we find a way of uh, knackering it up, basically, <laughs> from... Uh, yeah. It's uh, bringing back some bad memories, actually. Um, but, yeah, we've been, ve- we've been very close. We lost... It might have been one of the games of the year before, I think. We were... We needed about 30 to win with six wickets left at their ground early on in the season um, managed to mess that up and I think we lost nine down they they were nine down and then quite funny actually uh, so Luke Luke Harvey got injured in the field we batted first I think we got about 210 or something Luke Harvey like busted his finger in there in their innings one of our lads whacked him at him wherever he was feeling I can't remember he went off to the fracture clinic bandaged his hand up whatever came back in um, came back later in the game, came back into bat at 11 and uh, hit a six to win over the top, nine down. Oh, really? <laughs> um, so, yeah. Are, are, you sure that, sort of... are you sure that wasn't pre-COVID? Because how did he get a fracture <laughs> sorted that quickly? 
Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. I think his uh, I think his missus must work in the hand clinic or something. Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> something dodgy. Did, going we on did there. hear him on the phone, like saying, "Yeah, can you get me in quick?" I don't think quick. Did not. There's seven down my, or something. Need to yeah, get I back. broke my yeah. leg. I broke my leg at the start of last year, and I was in A and E for about nine hours. So I don't yeah. know how to do that. Yeah, but, that yeah, but you're yeah, just we, Rich Bradley. You're not Luke Harvey. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you've got you've got Brook the first game of the season, Tom, haven't you? So. And then you, I think you you play against each other second game, so uh, that's something. Yeah, to we're, to, we're I know we're at Dunstall early on, so yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. We're, we're, I mean, we're pretty excited. Um, the first couple of games have been quite fun. It's nice to test ourselves, to be honest. Yeah. Um, You've got walks to North San Diego, so that's a that's a bonus, I suppose. I could, I could be wrong, but I feel like we've just drawn them both in a cup competition. So oh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> is that no, the brewery? Think... Is that the brewery cup that we drew? Uh, no, I've got no, a feeling like it's there. You have, you have got yeah, Tupri, yeah, because yeah, yeah. that's a good yeah. one as well. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that'd be good fun. I actually, uh, I don't know that many players from uh, from Tupri. It sounds like they've had quite a lot of um change, Ch- during change, the, yeah, yeah, change um, the way to put it. Yeah, I think let's leave it to that. Yeah, Definitely. yeah, um, but I know, I know a couple of the boys are really excited about that one, mm-hmm. uh, but no, regards, we're looking forward to playing. Obviously, teams like Orwis and Rolston will be good, good fun. Um, stuff, yeah. Bar all the, the funny off field stuff, like it's, we actually get on quite well. Um, we all know each other. Hello, son. How did the game go? It was okay, but I broke my bat. Can I get a new one? You've done what? Broke your bat? Oh, that's just great. How am I going to afford to get a new one now? I just haven't got that kind of money. Why don't you try Village Cricket? Village Village who? Village Cricket. They have a range of bats and they are a fraction of the price of other brands. Very good bats as well. Some from our club have got their bats. Very good quality and very good prices. And they don't just do bats. They do all the equipment you need, all for the same great price. Oh, that sounds great. I'll have to have a look. Sounds just what I need. Thanks. The Village Cricket Company stock a wide range of cricket equipment for every age group, all without the usual high price tag. Visit them now on www.villagecricket.co and on checkout use promotion Stumps10 for a further 10% discount. The 10% discount only applies to the product purchase and not the shipping charge, which is a standard £5 per order. Villagecricket.co aim to dispatch all orders within 24 hours, so you should receive your order within 2-3 to working days. For more information, visit www.villagecricket.co. This promotion expires 30th of September 2023. Visit villagecricket.co for all your cricketing needs. Villagecricket.co I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Stumps, bumps, and beer pumps. Super over. Tom Hill from Dunstall. Um, if you can give us your favourite ground. Uh, it's got to be Deer Park. Of course, yeah. Why not? <laughs> and your favourite batter. Tight one between Ben Whitehouse and Jamie Benstead. Oh, Favourite bowler? I've got Steve Scrimshaw. Very good. And uh, favourite tipple? Uh, I like a single malt whiskey, to be fair. Yeah. And uh, your favourite cricket tea item of choice? Uh, Bakewell tart. Finally, sporting hero, cricket or otherwise? It was Kevin Peterson, and then he's uh, grown away from it a little bit with his (laughs) screen. His antics, but uh, probably Johnny Wilkinson as well. Okay, mate, perfect. Mitch, your favourite ground? My old club, Elveston, um, is my favourite ground. Um, probably should say Danby now. Your favourite batter? Controversially or not, I think David Warner's probably my favourite batter. Your favourite bowler? Maybe not as controversial, but of the same nationality. Um, Pat Cummins, my favourite bowler. Let's get away from these Aussies. Your favourite tip? Yeah, I know. Um, my favourite tip is a. Uh, a lager called Asahi, a Japanese lager. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was going to say 4X then, mate, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, should have, shouldn't I, really? I don't yeah. Absolutely. You're showing your age there, Mark, as well. Yeah, I am, yeah. Your favourite cricket tea item of choice? Um, that would be a Battenberg cake, I think. Yeah, there we go. The old favourite. Absolutely. And your sporting hero, cricket or otherwise? So, non-cricket would be Frank Lampard. Um, cricket-wise, uh, it was... Probably Michael Vaughan growing up. Brilliant. That's great. Thanks, Mitch. Darren, start off with your favourite ground. <laughs> Newland Cater. Great. And favourite batter? Avery Divinius. Bowler? Shane Warne. Your favourite tipple? Captain Morgan, Sparse Grub. Cheers. Nice. <laughs> I thought it was red wine looking at that. And um, favourite cricket tea item of choice? Chocolate brown. And finally, give us your sporting hero, cricket or otherwise? Adam Gilker. Fantastic. Thanks for that, mate. Cheers, gents. Super over. Stumps, bumps, and beer bumps. You've got some driving to do as well, Tom, haven't you? From from Dunstall, you guys have got some tri- trips to make. Yeah, we got cut for Eckington, places like that. I haven't played at Eckington for a long while, actually. The, the last last time we played there, um, which is nearly 10 years ago, um, we got attacked by a swarm of bees in the middle of the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so it's a dive on the ground, did you? Yeah, well, that, that I just remember the images of me being sort of short leg and um, <laughs> Callum Broderick being yeah. a friend with his uh, with his t shirt over his head and everyone shouting. <laughs> but yeah, we're looking forward to those. To be honest, and obviously we played against Cutthorpe quite a lot in the last few years. Um, yeah. yeah, they're always quite 
quite spicy affairs. So that'd be good fun. And obviously how they um they're a very good team. But obviously them get promoted um last year. That'll be makes it another one that we we, we need to be making sure we, we have good games against really. So they've they've come up to the Premier through a, a, a slightly strange way, haven't they really? Yeah, I don't know um I don't know too much about the whole situation. You, you hear rumours, but um obviously I mean that's that's just how it works if a, if a team's gotta go down, someone's gotta come up and um yeah, they, they were a decent team last year and obviously they, they beat us one game even though we had to play out on a Sunday. Half of us had just finished running half marathons. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, and I think we were probably nine men for most of the game. Yeah, and it, I think it, when you've got three clubs gone up as it has done, it, it changes the dynamic in the Premier League quite a lot. Mm. That's 25% of the teams changed in one go. Um, mm. That makes a big difference. You know the top four are going to be strong. I have a, I have a sneaking feeling for Tignal this year because uh, they, a bit like yourselves, Mitch, they started very, very very slowly last year. Yeah, they did, yeah. Um, Borrington couldn't get a run to save his life to start the season off and then ended up like a house on fire. Now, if he hits it from day one, we know Ticknell are going to be up there with you four straight away. Um, And I think I've got a sneaky suspicion. I'll rub us again. It's going to be, I think, ultra competitive throughout the Premier League. And I think the games between, you know, the likes of Ralston, Alrubus, Dunstall... Um, you, you haven't got a real derby now, have you, Mitch? Because with with what's happened in the league, either. No, no. Um, Denby's derby is is Mary. Um, and who, who, who have you got now? I think the clo- I think the closest um, the closest is Spondon, Ockbrook, and Sandiacre, and yeah. we're talking yeah. twenty minutes at, at least, really, from Denby. So yeah, we've not got anyone. We've not got anyone local. Um, yeah, we're doing a bit more travelling, but I think, like you said, that that whole it's interesting that there's the three teams this year because it does totally change the league yeah from from my time playing in the premier league i think probably last year was the the best standard of cricket that it's been um i think historically there's always been two or three teams that you kind of know that you, you should be taking points off yeah and i don't really think there was that last year um langley mill and mary went down we, we lost to, to mary in one game and um, we managed to beat Langley Mill at their place after they after they got 300. So and I, and I know that's obviously largely down to the small ground, but it, yeah, it's gonna. I think no one really knows what to make of it. Like like um, like you said, obviously Rolleston and Dunstall look a very very strong side on on paper, um, along with the the likes of teams that finished towards the bottom half last year, teams like Arrowos and and A and B and mm. and other. They're, they're good sides and they've got you look at the players that they've got Arrows are, are quite similar to us I think in the way where they've got lads that have played together for years yeah. uh, A and B have obviously got a lot of big names and have got a fair few match winners on the on the day haven't they so it will be an interesting one it's going to be t- it's definitely going to be tough and I think added to that obviously I think maybe a few changes in mentality I think definitely from some batsmen, it might make it for an interesting year, I think. So we're, we're looking Definitely. forward to it. What do you reckon, Rich? Do you reckon Mitch has got a bit more experienced Premier League? He sounds a bit Borrington-like in that politically correct way. He answers one or two questions. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I think he's doing really well. Borrington, yeah, Borrington yeah. sits on the fence a bit too yeah. much. Yeah. We, I think my average is probably 30 less than his. Mitch, I'm, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you credit. When it comes yeah. to Premier League captains, they're all the same. Yeah. Um, so Darren, we'll come to you instead. <laughs> <laughs>
It, it just seemed to be, you know, it, it is great that the Premier League captains do operate in a really nice way. I mean, we joke about it, but you guys are you know, skilled operators. There's no two ways about it. You have to be skilled operators. But Darren, you, you'll, you'll have seen some of your academy boys, as you say, coming through this year. Who, who are you looking forward to seeing close up this year rather than just watching sort of on a video? Yeah, I think from, from a young player's point of view, it's always nice to see how the boys transition from playing against their peers. Um, in a bit of a comfort zone um, in Asia, to see how they do against the Gareth Youngs or the Paul Allens or, you know, the lads give them a little bit of lift and put them in their place. And, um, you know, it doesn't just become about the skills, it becomes about how you handle that pressure, how you handle a little bit of, of verbal. Um, yeah. You know, so, I mean, certainly from our point of view, uh, you know, Harry, Harry Moore is an extremely exciting young talent. I know uh, Mickey Hart has been, um, you know, so buoyed by what he's seen produce at first team nets when he's mm-hmm. when he's joined the lads. Uh, you know, so it'll be nice to see how as a young fifteen year old, um, you know, at Premier League level, um, you know, how he steps up to that challenge of, of, of playing against some players, not not just with the ball, but also with the bat. I know mm-hmm. um, you know there'll be a few bowlers who will have some verbals when he's batting in the middle order too. And um, yeah. you know, knowing him and, and his character, I think he'll he'll certainly step up to it. But yeah, it'll be it'll be good to see you know, when when that moment comes. Um, you know, Ollie Findle Mm. Um, you know, it's quite a nuggety little cricketer. Um, you know, with with the ball, he's a bit of a bulldog. He's not not shy to toss it up, and if he gets hit for six, he'll throw the next one a little bit higher. Um, you know, so I think again, there there'll be a challenge where you know perhaps the batters at age group level might not play in the same way as as what an experienced Paul Borington or um, you know the last might play in, uh, you know on a Saturday afternoon. So yeah, it will it, it will be good to to see them. Um, you know, we've had a couple of our academy players over the last few years who have not quite had the impact at senior level as what they have had amongst their peers at age group level. So yeah. that is something for me as, you know, with my academy director's hat on that, you know, we certainly want to be encouraging the boys to, to start making more impactful performances um, within their clubs. Definitely. I think it's interesting what you say there with some of the names you've thrown out and Tom will be somewhat very reflective on this. The Premier League is full of youngsters who are super, super talented, all the way through to that older generation who have been around you know, in the thirties, late thirties, even forties. And you've you've got a couple of them at your place, Tom. You know, who've been around for a long, long time. Really, really. Well, I've already mentioned Jamie. He's mate Jamie. So I, I, I wasn't <laughs> going to say Jamie was old, Rich. That's your well, fault now. No, no but, I know how old he is. I've known him for a long time. So yeah, didn't you play against his dad? I played against probably his granddad, to be honest with you, mate. <laughs> but it, it is that reflectiveness, isn't it, Tom, from one end to the other at Dunstall and across the Premier League? Yeah, yeah, we've also got a few a few players who've, um, who've played a decent standard and we've had them at the club for a while. But, um, yeah, there's a, with, I mean, with us, we've got a, a, lot, a lot of players who, I don't know, I've got, I've got that experience of playing when they were a little bit younger. I found that my biggest thing about my own cricket was learning my own game. Um, not worrying too much about what people want you to do, just making sure you're doing what's right to enjoy it. I think the beauty of what we've we've got at the club at the minute is we've got a team of people doing that really, um, and it might not work all the time, but yeah. there's, there's some batsmen in our, I mean, at the top of the order and even the middle order um, who you look at and think, oh yeah, he's not going to do much. And then people like Dan Welch, he's, oh, he's an unbelievable batsman. Mm-hmm. Um, some of his knocks last year were just ridiculous. He just turn up straight from work, get the pads on, go out there, knock 100 off 60 balls and just made him an absolute mockery of a few bowling lineups. And obviously we've got, we've got Callum, um, who's just a, a step above anything really we could hope for. Um, I, I won't mention Jamie too much. Um, 
Alex Willis-Croft, like we say, he joined us about halfway through the season last year and he's um, we've, not, we've not seen his full potential yet because he was coming back for an, uh, from an injury, from quite a bad ankle injury. Um, he did tremendous with the ball and then with the bat, he did exactly what we needed. He just went out there and he was the perfect foil for, for Jamie at the top of the order. Just go out there, hit the ball, get us off to a decent start. And if that clicks, we're just really looking forward to seeing it in the in the Premier League, really, with a bit more pace on the ball, hopefully. Yeah, yeah there's, there's plenty of players we're looking forward to playing against, to be fair, because for us, I think we, we all did it when we were a bit younger and you're a bit overawed by it. And from our point of view, you hear a lot of people say the Premier League's not as strong as it used to be. And oh, how, how are you up there? It's obviously not as good. When you look at the, our lineup and... We're looking forward to finding out just how good it is now. We all know our own games, really. I was just looking at some of the stats that you were speaking then. Dan Welsh's strike rate was 130 last year. Yeah. <laughs> if he goes at it, he's going to cause problems, isn't he? And I, and I think, has Callum been in overseas during the winter? Yeah, he's um, he's playing at a club in Adelaide at the minute. And he's been doing all right, hasn't he? Yeah, he's been, uh, he's been ripping up a little bit, to be fair. Um, I think he's he's got two tonnes now, 865 the other week. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I've not looked at league stats or anything like that, but I know they're they're due to play finals cricket, and uh-huh. they must be at the top end of um, top end of the table there. So exactly. he's really. I think that's called having a good pre-season. Yeah, he might be sick of it by the time he comes around. You know, <laughs> oh, what, what, a, a cold April at Deer Park versus Adelaide. Let me think. <laughs> uh, you know, Darren's there, sat in Durban, warming his hands right now, thinking it's <laughs> he, he's, he's in Durban this week. He's back in Desert Springs next week, although it's not that warm in Desert Springs. And then he then he has the joys of Ralston um, in April. It's not quite the same, is it, Darren? No, it certainly isn't. And um, yeah, I can tell you that. Uh, two weeks ago, we were at Desert Springs. It was uh, probably on a par with what uh, what with what Derbyshire was at the time. So we had big coast on. It was about 11, 12 degrees. Yeah. Um, but at least we were outside. It was dry. Um, we had the grass under our feet. So um, yeah, but it certainly wasn't warm. Yeah, I saw the photos, and you're right. It was blue sky, sunshine, beautiful. But you could see the big jumpers were on. Yeah, it was, and and, and it was really windy. This time of year is a sort of windy period, and um, you know when the temperatures are that low. You throw a bit of wind in there, and there's a wind chill factor, as we all know, you know, living where we do. Um, but uh, I think having a look at the forecast for next week at Desert Springs, it certainly looks uh, up closer towards the 20s. So, um, yeah, I think the, the first team professional players will, will be a little bit happier with that. Just yeah. just a wee bit, definitely. We're coming towards the, the end of our recording right now. now. Let's just sort of get some idea from you guys of objectives and prospects for, for the coming season, personally and club, club-wise. Yeah, we'll start with you, Mitch, as the, the experienced Premier League captain. Tell us, where, where are you going to finish this season? Um, I think top two this year. I'll put it out there. Um, like I said, we want to win the league and I think we are capable um, of doing it. It just It's down to us, really. We know that there's a lot of strength in, uh, in a lot of the other teams, but I, certainly while I'm a captain and playing to the best of my ability, I don't want to be turning up and not trying to win every single game of cricket that I play. So, yeah, top top two for us this year. And yourself personally, what are you looking to do this season? Um, you had a decent year last year. Yeah, I, I, again, probably be a bit more consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think last year, with it being my first year as captain, I was kind of, I started off the year, obviously I, it's a lot to do keeping captain and opening the batting. I kind of tried to accommodate a bit after the first few games when we weren't winning and maybe drop myself down the order a bit to try mm-hmm. and give someone else a go. I'm going to be opening the batting this year and, and just okay. looking to score 
to look and score as many runs as possible and getting us off to a good start, really. And then obviously leading from the front. But yeah, just want to give the give the guys every opportunity to to show what they can do because I've seen it and I just want to want them to to show everyone. Tom, what about yeah. Dunstall? Um, it's, it's obviously a tough one for us. For a bit like Darren, we don't really know exactly what the standards going to be like. So long as we look after ourselves, we we do the right things. We'd like to think we'd finish somewhere middle to the top half of the table. Um, yeah. So long as we, like I say, you train hard, you do the right things. A lot of our cricket is about just playing smart cricket. So, yeah, it'd be great if we could finish sort of anywhere around midway above that. It'd be a great first year back and then look to build on that. Yeah. don't want to be pushing the boat out there too much and saying we're expecting to win anything or anything stupid, but you just never know. Like, there'll be quite a few upsets with uh, some of the players on our team. So, um, yeah. How many wickets are you going to get then, mate? Well, it's a tough one because... Okay, you had a good year last year. Yeah. There's two, there's two guaranteed against me. <laughs> <laughs> there's depends a challenge. You, depends who the umpires are, Darren. Can you give yeah. me some tips, Darren, as to how not to play in me? <laughs> don't don't sweep. get the pads involved. Don't sweep, yeah. Oh, so God. you're looking for a good bowling season, mate? Uh, yeah, I mean, anything sort of 30 to 40 wickets would be, would be. Yeah. I mean, a really good return for me personally. Last year was the first year I'd really been trusted um, as like a, a frontline bowler. And yeah, it was nice to show what I can do, but I'd like to sort of kick on a bit. What do you bowl to? I don't even know. I should probably, know. I should probably ask. No, I don't tell him. Don't tell <laughs> no, don't give him anything away yet. Our follies. You'll soon find out. He's told you, our follies, no problem whatsoever. You've got my wicket as well, than me? Yeah. So similar, Darren, for you, you, obviously coming up last year, what's the best you think that Ralston can do? Yeah, look, I think from a personal point of view, I've never wanted to just sort of make up the numbers and be happy with mediocrity or or finishing mid-table. For me, if if we're going to, you know, give up our Saturdays, you know, for 22 weekends of, of the summer, uh, you know, for me, it's to, to try our best to challenge for, for silverware. At the same time, we've also got to be realistic. Um, you know, and for me personally, again, that's not known you know, necessarily the standards of, of what we're going to come up against week in and week out. You know, and also the reality of the fact that the two signings that we have made are, are good young players. Um, you know, for me, I think a, a realistic target would be would be finishing in the top half. You know, and mm-hmm. I think in and amongst that, I think we've got the potential on our day to, to cause a few upsets and still... Uh, you know, have a big say in, you know, what happens, you know, in the top sort of two or three, uh, one, two and three, in terms of some of the upsets and results that, that we might be able to produce throughout the course. Mm-hmm. You've got your high season, I think, your high score last season, was it? One, one, five, three? You think you yeah. can top that? Uh, yeah, perhaps some of the smaller grounds. Uh, yeah. You know, I think, uh, yeah, it did, it, it did help that innings that uh, at South Wingfield, it, it was tiny to, to the railway side. Um, you know, certainly did in the back end of our innings we've got West, so the bowlers were bowling, you know, West powerful tosses, which shows how but um no look you know, I think if I if I use last season as a as a benchmark, you know, it would be great to go and emulate and um, you know, go go one better than that. But again, you know, being a little bit uncertain of the standard, you know, I mean undoubtedly it's gonna be stronger. Mm-hmm. But at the same time last year I missed a few games through work commitments, you know, and then also fractured my finger, um, which was on my left hand. So I did still manage to bowl, but there were quite a few games where you know, I didn't bat for batted lower down the order. So you know, if I manage to get a, a full array of innings in, yeah, I'd like to go over the thousand run mark again. The one thing I will say about the Premier League, listening to all three of you, and I, you know, m- my prediction for this year is there's going to be a lot of people, teams beating each other that we don't realise. There's going to be, I, I don't think there'll be a top two that gets slightly away like there was last year. Correct me if I'm wrong, Mitch, you guys are about 100 points behind in the end. 
I think we were, yeah. I think it was maybe eight, yeah, 70, 80, yeah, maybe. Was in, it? in fourth was place, it? yeah. That, yeah. I yeah. think this year it'll be closer throughout the league because there are teams that have strengthened. Um, yeah, I, I don't think Spondon could have a year like they had last year. And, and I think it'll make for a really exciting Premier League throughout the year. And it, it's great that so many of the clubs are streaming the matches now as well because people can watch them. It's it's a big thing across old club cricket that more and more so now to to be able to stream them. I and you you guys can look back on what's good and what's bad. Oh, have you got a, a stream? Have you? We have we have at our place, but Dunstall haven't got one yet. Have you? No, we we haven't got one at the minute. Though I mean, there are a few. Things that I think work, they did but... play at places with a stream. Yeah, yes, there, there, there was one game, which is probably a good one to watch for me, to be fair. So. I rest my case. <laughs> I was going to say, Mitchell, I can, I can send you some footage anyway, don't worry. <laughs> what was yeah, that? Keep it on the WhatsApp group. No, that's not good. <laughs> he definitely, he, that's because uh, Darren was too video, videoing him while he was being called LBW. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Hey, listen, no most important thing we have to do at the end of every uh, pod is invite you guys to join our Six Aside competition, the Stum Sums and Beer Pump Six Aside competition this summer. Now, we change the rules on this, to be frank, every time we talk to people. It depends on who they are. For you guys, and it might be slightly difficult to do this, but you've got a lot of knowledge around around the game. Um, we want to try and do a Premier League team going forward. I'm looking at the three here, and my first question is, are all three of you going to include yourselves in this Six Aside team? I don't think there's any chance of me getting in there. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, I mean, I'm probably not the best wicketkeeper batsman in here. Let's be honest. I think there's probably one one other guy that's uh, probably tips me on that one. So, Mars, did you ever keep Mars? I didn't know. <laughs> well, Dar- Darren's a bowler now, so I'll put myself in his yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Do you, so, if we start off then with the wicketkeeper bat, are we, are we going to put you in that six aside team, Mitch? Pure, purely for the fact that you said that I was sitting on the fence, and I'll say yeah. Yeah, you've got to because Harvey Hussein didn't put himself in, so you've got to put yourself in. Probably um, me. Yeah, go on us, then. I'll give us two, give us two bowlers for the Premier League team. Um, my first bowler would be, in my opinion, a, a, a biased yeah, opinion, yeah. the be- the best spinner in the league, and that's a guy from Denby, a left arm spinner called Jack Richardson. Consistently since I've been there, I think seeing him, well, keeping to him every week and seeing the other bowlers every week, I, I just think he's very, very underrated. 59 wickets yeah. last year. And he, and he gets good players out as well and quite a lot of the, the more experienced and, and better players throughout the league, that pretty much everyone that he, he bowls to, I speak to after the game, so he's, he's, a, he's a bloody good bowler. So Anyone that want to rate, put a raise on that one? Jack Richardson was one of the most successful spinners in the league last year. Um, yeah, are we going to stick with him as the spinner, or are you going to throw yourself in there, Darren? So, just for clarity, are we between the three of us coming up with one team, or are we each sharing our own? Well, let's do a combined. Let's uh, let's say some agreement <coughs> on a combined team. Yeah, let's have some disagreement. Uh, sorry, agreement. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, difficult, it's difficult to argue with that, just based on the fact that I mean, I've never seen Jack Ball, you know, and I think with no Premier League experience, it's, it's difficult to argue. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd gone with I'd gone with someone like Jimmy Lawton. Who's going to be moving to San Diego this year? Only because I've seen him personally. I think fantastic, you know, as a leg spinner, yeah. wrist spinner, um, you know, in the format of the game where batters are looking to come after you. But again, I can't compare because I've never seen Jack Ball. Sure, sure. How about some batters that you will all know potentially? We've got some good batters out there in the Premier League. Well, I've I've gone with I've gone with Callum Broderick. 
uh, I think he's uh, can be devastating. I, I think he's so adaptable, you know. So yeah. it's just a little bit of trouble and he needs to dig in, he can do that. But you know, with license to go out there and absolutely swing from the hip, so I think mm-hmm. he can be devastating. Yeah. What about Any you, Tom? Any batters? Um, I mean, it's hard for me because obviously I've not played it for a few yeah, years. Yeah, of course. Um, so I don't know too many of the names. Obviously, look at the stats and. Harvey Hussain looks like he's a, a decent proposition, and people like Nils Priestley look like they uh, they do quite well. Darren's stats last year were a bit of a joke, really. Yeah, um, but I think he can probably nestle himself in the all rounder position. Does that mean you were laughing at him when you were bowling? <laughs> 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 what dates that game? I'm going to have to make sure I'm at that one. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to get that on the camera somewhere. Oh, absolutely. Well, it's maybe day up at Dunstall, so it's, uh, it'll be a good one to be. Oh, is it? Yeah, nice one. I think obviously his name's already been mentioned, but I think when you're thinking about Premier League batsmen and, and opening batsmen, you've got to put Boris down there, haven't you? Really? Yeah, yeah. Totally no agree. one can really yeah, argue with that. Yeah. Totally agree. You know, there's there's no one with more experience uh, in scoring big runs in the Premier League, practically yeah. across the whole of the league, and he's done it for mm-hmm. so many years. So I think if you were to have, I, I'm just quite frightened by the thought of Borrington batting with Callum. That's actually <laughs> quite. A, that's quite a team. That I think, isn't it, Tom? Yeah, it'd be pretty impressive. Um, I've not seen um, Bosbach for a, a while, but I mean, Callum's just something different. I mean, the amount of sweeps and reverse sweeps he pulls out are just, te- just yeah. filthy. Really. <laughs> Which in a six aside is what it's all yeah, about. Exactly, Definitely. Yeah. So let's go, let's go with Callum and uh, Paul Borrington then. Borrington, yeah. We're going to go with uh, Jack Richardson as one of the bowlers. Mitch is going to be the keeper. Um, I don't know how I managed to get in that, to be honest. Are you going to th- take da- it, mate? Take it. Are you going to throw yeah. Darren in as a bowler, or are you going to throw him as maybe as an all rounder? If you, or I is think someone he's going to be all rounder, surely. Yeah, yeah, I think so. You're in there, Darren. Yeah. We may as well get Tom in as well, haven't we? Then just call it a day. Yeah, why not? <laughs> so actually, that means Tom's ahead of uh, the Swarkston pair. The, uh, we're taking that, Tom. Um, because at least you can go back to the scrimshaws and say I made that Premier League team <laughs> well I mean my personal team had them both down here just to annoy each other so <laughs> just for the battles yeah exactly definitely so where have we ended up here we've got Borrington Roderick Callum yeah yeah Jack Richardson with... who was that sorry Jack yeah Jack Richardson we're going to go with Tom yeah. Bowling Darren yeah. as the all-rounder and Mitch as Mitch the, the wicket-keeper. I tell you what, though, I mean, right. joking apart, these three wouldn't do a bad job in the slightest, would they? Oh, <laughs> I think when you add Borrington, Jack and Callum to these three, not only would it be a good team, it'd be an entertaining team. Um, yeah, I'm all for entertaining cricket. Maybe not quite as entertaining as baseball sometimes because it's a bit frightening. <laughs> um, but it just... Just picking up on that point from earlier, actually, do we think, quick yes or no answer, expand very slightly if you want to, but is that going to make a big difference over the next couple of years? I think Darren said earlier, they're doing things that people are not used to seeing. And we'll get you get so used to playing New Zealand every two years, you play the same bowlers, the same batters, you do the same thing. What McCullough and the squad at England have done is basically said, tear that up and go do what you want. Do you think that's going to make a big difference, guys? Yeah, I, I think it's um, sort of already started to happen, really, looking at st- scores across the league. The average score now is way above what it used to be sort of four or five Absolutely, years ago. Yeah, yeah there's yeah, a lot is. more runs scored last year, wasn't there, definitely? Yeah, yeah. We, we certainly mentioned this before, that years ago it was 200s, now it's 300s. You know, it's uh, it's definitely on the on the increase. There's some mm-hmm. scary numbers, but there was a 400 last year, wasn't there, if I remember right? Yeah, Michelobia, yeah. 
Yeah. We got we got three hundred and ninety six against Eckington last year. I needed to it. I needed to it four last ball of the innings, and I think I missed it. <laughs> to get four hundred. I think some teams will just kind of sort of take the same approach and stick to what they know. But I think they'll be potentially, especially in the the second innings of games, if mm. teams have been whacked around for three fifty or whatever, they're going to, especially with it being win lose as it has been for the last few years. I think yeah. people are going to chance their arms and. I guess it's interesting to think, obviously, more of a question to Darren in regards to it from a coaching perspective is how does that, I'm, I'm sort of interested to see how that's influenced down in terms of what you're telling you, you younger lads. And you mentioned about um, sort of coaching the cricketers from sort of a mental side and mm. not as opposed to an ability side. It's interesting to say if we give them that confidence, what does that actually do to them in the middle? Because I know growing up, the coaching that I've sort of had or the, the mentors that I've sort of had as opposed to coaches, really, they've always kind of said, well, you just stick to your own game, but play yourself in. And that was always like an, an old school way of thinking. Yeah, yeah. But it's uh, interesting to think how that might change. And is it going to be a good thing? Is it going to be a bad thing? It, we don't know, do we? But I think um, it's just a different approach, isn't it? Like you look at the, the test squad and it's not like they're going out and, and slogging it. They're, they're playing proper shots, but... Mm. They're coming in, pushing the field back, and then they're milking it, and it's it's just like, well, is it that easy? I, I, I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting to see. Obviously, you've got to have the ability, but it's interesting to see how that's going to come to to light in local cricket. I think so. I don't know what you what whether that's something that's sort of influencing you, or are you going to sort of say no, we'll stick to our guns, or do we move with the times? It's I, I don't know. No, you have to be spot on. You know, and I think. Uh... The two things that we try and create is, a, is, a, is the environment that allows players to then express themselves. So that's sort of safe to fail environment where they're not being judged. <clears throat> At the same time, there has to be accountability. Yeah, but I think the big point you make there is that you, know, you watch the English players and players come to Arnett and want to recreate that when they sat in for two hours a week. You know, these guys absolutely nail their skills. They are professionals, do it day in and day out. You know, mm. We can't take boys who are still learning their game and ask them to play that same brand of cricket. I don't think it's sustainable, though. Um, you know, as entertaining as what it is, mm. um, it's very risk-free. Um, you know, and I think Ben Stokes and, and, and Brendan McCullum have created that environment where the players are confident enough to go and do it. But, you know, let's say they lose the Ashes 4 or 5 nil, um, you know, playing that same brand of cricket. You know, is there going to be that same half around baseball? So mm. it's going well. It's going mm. well at the moment. But I do worry about how sustainable it is when you come up um, against the stronger teams and you then start having um, results that don't necessarily go in their favour. How does the English media, which we know are very, very critical, um, how does the English public take to it? Um, is there going to be that same positive response to when the results come up? Like it's, it's kind of like, it's like they're in a sort of, they can't lose in this situation really because yeah. it's the first time that anyone's really ever tried something different in terms of English cricket, especially as long as I've known or watched cricket. So if they do go out with this new approach and it totally fails, that's it because it's okay. They just tried it. It did, didn't work, but no one else had tried it. So they're sort of, like I said, is they've not really got that accountability. But yeah. if it does die off and then it's forgotten about them, fair enough. But on the other side of that, if it works and they can continue it, they're sort of going to be seen as a pioneer. So I think I think Stokes and McCullum have, have got it easy in a way. Not, not, not easy as such, but because... No one's going to question the, the fact that it's entertaining. Mm. And even when they do lose games of cricket, you can kind of push it aside. 
Whereas in the past, if we lost a game by a couple of runs like we did to New Zealand a couple of, a couple of nights ago and we played a very negative brand of cricket, then they'd get slated. So when when we see that sort of consistently over however many years it lasts, it'll be interesting to look, look back and see how opinions change on it because it's fresh at the minute. It's like, well, well at least they're trying something new. Which, yeah. And it's entertaining. So know what? I've not really heard anyone have a negative opinion about it especially some of the, the purists as well, but people in sport, critics can be quite fickle, can't they? So um, I think, I think I the, don't pre- think anyone the press have been really. very kind so far is the yeah. way I would describe it. Um, and we know the English media can be very, very critical, as Darren has said. Yeah. And that, I think Darren's right when he says, you know, what happens if England lose that first test match against Australia by five runs and then they lose the second one by two wickets? Yeah, other media are going to be just as kind because they've played the same brand of cricket. Um, we're enjoying watching our England cricket far more than Darren's watch, watching South Africa. I can guarantee that. Uh, <laughs> and it's, you know, although South African women had a, a better World Cup than ours in the end. Uh, but, you know, it's something that we'll all be looking forward to in the Premier League this year. And we'll, we'll, we'll see where it goes. So, hey, listen, guys, thanks very much for your time. Um, I look forward to seeing you around the grounds in the uh, the coming season. Can I ask one question? And I'm going to put you all on the spot. As we said earlier, we are sponsoring six players this year for Runs for Research to raise funds for Alzheimer's Research UK. Um, Paul Barrington and Jamie Benstead from uh, Dunstall and Ticknell, they are being sponsored by us to score as many runs this season as possible. Can we urge you and your players at your clubs to do exactly the same? Five pence a run, 50 pence a wicket, it's going to cost 20 quid each, really, to, to, to actually do it. It's not going to cost a hell of a lot, um, but it, it goes to an incredible cause at Alzheimer's Research UK. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And you yeah. know, we'll, 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 we'll urge you and your clubs to sign up as many players as possible. Yeah. Thanks for your time, yeah. gents. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Cheers, thank Cheers, you. guys. Thank you. All the best. Good luck. Thanks. Just got to say thanks, thanks lads, thanks Livo, thanks Mars. Got another good interview. Um, I have just got to apologise for the for the audio regarding Darren. He was in South Africa, Zoom live link, so it was a little bit ropey. But we, we got there and it sounded it was all right. It was a good good pod in the end. Good good interview. Yeah, I think it's uh... yeah. It's, what it's, did you it's another, another good pod, lads? Yeah, it's really nice to uh, hear the Prem guys on again. Be interesting to see if the predictions come in. Uh, you know, maybe catch up with them at the end of the season, see how they got on. Yeah, was it Mitch, you know, pushing to win it? Let's just, you know, see how that comes off. The other lads sort of finishing top half. But yeah, hopefully they, they get where they want to be. So, Smith, Bradley and Hill, they could be like uh, funeral directors or uh, accountancy firm. <laughs> they could they? be, yeah, yeah. yeah. They could. So, while well, we've got Steve here, I might as well ask him what he's hoped for the season or? Yeah, um, it. It's an interesting. It's a tough one to say because the first season I come to the club, we finished pretty much mid-table. Last season, we, you know, we was within a couple of games of going up. So it'd be interesting to see if we kick on from that. I don't think there's much come down from from two. Um, so there's no reason why we can't be up up there again, in my eyes. Need some new signers for the first. So have we got coming coming name names now? Is it all official? Um, well, not really. Oh, they are signings, I suppose. They've got the Dale. Dale's come in. Yeah, looks good in the nets. 
good technique. And yeah, Jordan really Bell. You, you mean you've let him have a go in the net? I've so. let him have a little go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just want to see what I'm up against, that's all. And we've got Jordan, haven't we, from, he's going from uh, Newcastle on Sunderland, I think. Yeah, yeah. Moving on known quantity a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Interesting bowler. I don't like right. facing him already, so I think he'll take some wickets. No, that's it. Tell him everyone he does, Steve. Well done. Well, I didn't tell him. I just <laughs> said he's difficult. Well, yeah, well, that's that's good enough. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just, just bowls off volleys if you need to know. Yeah, off volleys, slow <laughs> off volleys outside the off stump. You'll be all right. You 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 miss hits and that's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, it's difficult to get a feel in in the indoor nets, isn't it? With the the mats and the short run ups and in things the lighting, like that. The lighting, lighting yeah, it's it's difficult. But you know, like I say, a couple of couple of lads in should strengthen the twos as well. So. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to it. So season starts in a week's time after this. Soon when this is done, yeah. it's the weekend following this release. So, who have you who have you got? Uh, first, uh, Mugging. Uh, oh, away. Oh, was away. I think they've got a camera now as well. Have they? Yeah. So that'll be live on YouTube. Nice. Have they? Is it up and running? I think uh, Marcel was involved in it, weren't he? A little bit somewhere live. I don't know. I'd imagine so. Yeah. Uh, the second team have got Muggington at home. That'd be a tough one for them, wouldn't it? Like it's a bit of a grudge match, that isn't it? Yeah, I think they've lost a couple of players, Muggington, the two brothers. Oh, they? Yeah. Okay. I hear you were uh, ready early for the season, this, the, for the for the pre-season. Didn't you speak to Neil about? Getting, oh getting yeah, versus Neil on Friday. Yeah, to see if the game would be on. Which I, I thought, you know what? I thought I'd just tap into his wisdom and knowledge. Mm. Well, it's not really. It's not really that. It's just annoying me. That's all it does. <laughs> I was driving back from Wigan. You're like the Oracle, though. Yeah. Working busy. M6. Coming down the... What's it? My phone pings off. I've got a newfangled car. It comes up. Oh, Watto. Message. Read it. It's like a Dalek, we like. Steve Watson says... Oh, it reads it out to <laughs> Yeah. You? Oh, nice. Do you think the game will be on? <laughs> now like... I know that. I'm going to say... It's like Stephen Hawking in my car. <laughs> What did you say about that? Like, you don't know. I just said uh, it's on Steve, as far as I know. I said, and I said, get your jockstrap ready. And he sent me back saying it's already on. And, I, and I, it, made, it made me laugh. I've had it on for on. a couple of weeks. Oh, we're already wearing it. Don't yeah. you worry about. Got to wear it in. <laughs> Breaking the new jockstrap. Why well, not you, Steve? I'm about to do your super over. Play the master super over. Super over. Right then, your favourite ground. Favourite ground is Winsor Cricket Club. Favourite batter. Favourite batter, I would say Ian Bell. Just pure technique. Favourite bowler. Favourite bowler, George Scrimshaw of Dunstall. He's there again. He's there again. <laughs> your favourite tipple. Favourite tipple is any whiskey. Your tea item of choice. Tea item of choice. The thing of the past. Pate on French stick. Beautiful. Buttered or not buttered? Oh, either. Oh. Either way, mate. I'm not fussy. Who is your sporting hero? Sporting hero is Freddie Flintoff. Nice. Yeah, for everything he does on and off the pitch. Love it. Fantastic. Thanks for that, Steve. Thank you. Pate, what sort of pate? What, liver pate? Liver? Ardennes or course. Brussels? Well, any, any really, yeah, any. Like, you know, like the old Christmas pate. Duck, duck orange. Oh, like yeah, that. duck, duck and orange. orange. Yeah, yeah. That's, I do like that one. Oh, nice. That and French bread, you could just eat it all day. You don't get to see that with afternoon tea, though. No, that's why it's a little treat, isn't it, when you get it? I like French stick. I bet you do. 
So another fantastic episode. Thanks, Livo Morse. Thanks for to yeah. to Tom, Mitch, Darren. A fantastic premier pod. It's great to have you back, Watto. And th- so thanks very much for coming in Thank and standing you. in for uh, for Mars. Neil, as always. Yeah, no problem. We'll see you all again. Yeah, good luck for the season, everybody. Ciao, brethren. Till next time. Stumps, stumps so that's all we've got time for for this edition of Stumps, Umps and Beer Pumps. Thank you to our special guest today. If you know someone at your club that wishes to come and have a chat with us and talk about your club, then please email us on stumpsumpsandbeerpumps at gmail.com. Also, please like and subscribe, and also you can follow us on Twitter. If you've got any questions, any stories, or any funny anecdotes, then please again email us on stumpsumpsandbeerpumps at gmail.com. We hope you've enjoyed our tour around Club Cricket Life. So please join us again for more of the same. Thank you very much for listening. This is Stump Sumps and Beer Pumps. So until next time, there's your one for the over. Stumps, Umps and Beer Pumps. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Stump, 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 stump,